Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Craig Dyson. My wife, Kara, and I are the pastors of Convo Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. We're, we're in part two today. We started a series last week called Grow. Really complicated, really complex. We just seem to have this, uh, this core belief inside of us that everybody was meant to grow. Um, I'm six foot seven, so I grew in a certain way. My oldest son is quickly catching me, but growth is not just what you see on the outside. Growth is also what happens on the inside, right? Last week, we, uh, we talked about how uh, a growth really has to do with your responsibility. Uh, we read this great story from Jesus himself, Matthew 13, uh, this story about the farmer who scattered seed, and there was a certain type of soil that was fertile soil, that was pliable soil, and that was the soil that when the seed was planted, it produced a harvest of 30, 60, 100 times more than what was even sowed into the ground. And so we, we talked about how a, a, to have good soil, what we think that means is that you need to be a teachable person. You need to have a teachable heart. And that, that, I think that goes with you no matter what your age, no matter how young, no matter how old, uh, we'll use the term mature, and no matter how long you've been going with Jesus in life or if you're still figuring those things out, to, to be able to grow, we need to be teachable people. We need to have a teachable heart. And so I want to read this verse to you today to kind of to lead off in this next section. And uh, we're, so we're going to go to the Bible in Psalm chapter 92. And I'm reading this one um, out of the New King James Version, which is why mine's back here, because this is a New Living Translation. But I'll just put it up here with my other stuff anyway, so I don't forget it later. Uh, but verse 12 through 14, I love this, such a powerful verse. One of my favorites. It says that the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in their old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Can I pray for you real quick? Just want to pray for God to open up our hearts this morning. God, we love you. Father, we pray that in the moments that we have together that, that we open up your Bible and we begin to read your words. I pray that we would all, every single one of us, Lord, that we would put down any, any pretense, any, any barriers, any preconceived notions or ideas of who you are or, or who we think we are. God, we would allow ourselves to be humble, to be teachable, to be pliable to your word. Father, we thank you that your, your presence is here, your Holy Spirit is here. Jesus, we thank you for going to the cross for us. You loved us so much that you were willing to take everything on you so that we could experience a free life. So I pray that today that you would open up our ears to hear, our hearts to receive what you're trying to say today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage you to, while I'm talking, it's okay to, to also throw back and, and amen. This is, one of, yeah, this is one of those places. But you don't have to say like, um, uh, you know, like something like church words. So you can even make noises like, mm, mm-hmm, that's good. Yeah, that's acceptable. Uh, we've demonstrated before that even standing and pointing is acceptable. That kind of gets me going a little bit. So whatever it takes, I just want you to know that you can talk back, you can interact, and uh, because this is, this is not just a talk or a speech, this is the word of God going two ways, and guess what? I'm receiving just as much as you are as we go into this. Uh, hey, listen, right after, it was in the news, but right after church, if you are relatively new, I want to invite you to our very first session of Engage happens right after the service. Thank you. 
I love the excitement. And so my wife and I will be in there. Session one is so that you can know just who Combo Church is. You can hear our story, learn about what we believe, what we're all about. Uh, because ultimately, we want to help people take their next steps from being someone who's checking things out to becoming someone who's like, man, I want to be a part of this Combo thing. I want to be a part of this church family. And because uh, that's actually what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, if you can help me out, if you've been here for at least two weeks. You know, I like to, to get a little help when it comes to what the title of our message is today. And so I want you to, to find somebody that you want to look them directly in the eye and just say out loud, say, repeat after me, say, my roots, my, roots. my, responsibility. my responsibility. One more time, my roots, my, roots. my, responsibility. my responsibility. See a theme. If you were here last week, you see a theme within this process of growth. The theme is, number one, it's our responsibility. And the other theme that connects to it is it's leaning into God. Those two elements will produce growth in you all the time. So the strength and the speed of your growth is directly connected to your commitment to be planted. Let me say that one more time. The strength and the speed of your growth, in our context here we're talking about spiritual growth, is deeply connected to your commitment to be planted. So if you're taking notes, we encourage people to take notes. Uh, and it's not just because that's what we do. We, we do our best to, uh, our, our entire environment is really speaking to your Monday through Saturday. This isn't just checking your religious church box. Hey, I went to church. I'm a good person. I did a good thing. No, that, that has nothing to do with that. We, are, we use Sundays as a faith-filled environment to speak to what your life is going to be like Monday through Saturday. The, the, the ups, the downs, the in-betweens. Uh, we believe that what God is speaking to our church, not just through me, but through our church, there is a voice that God gives the church. There is a, a, a message that God gives the church. And when you lean into the environment of, of that church, you will begin to take what we do on Sundays, and it will speak to your workplace, what you're going through with your family, your, your personal life situation stuff. And so, uh, so take notes. And so, again, the title today is My Roots, My Responsibility. If you're keeping tabs, this is part two of the Grow series. And, uh, and so here's point number one. I don't always do points, but today I had a couple of ones that I just wanted to make sure that they were there. A planted Jesus follower will flourish. That's kind of a strong statement. A planted Jesus follower will flourish. And uh, if, you, if you're wondering why I'm using the term Jesus follower, uh, why don't you just say Christian? That's fine. Christian is a great word and what it means. But here's, here's what we've experienced is that we can go out in the streets and we can ask 100 people, what do you think it means to be a Christian, and get 100 different answers. And so that's fine. But what I, what I, I think if we say, what, do you, what does it mean to be a Jesus follower, it really is a lot hard to deviate off of what that means. And so we like to use that term a lot when describing a Christian as someone who is a Jesus follower, not someone who's perfect, not someone who's got everything figured out, not somebody who knows how to, to say the right things and look the right way when they come to church, but real people living real life who are just trying to follow Jesus, okay? So a planted Jesus follower will flourish. I'm going to read this verse again because it ties into this point. It was also our opening verse. It says, the righteous shall flourish. Flourish like a palm tree, they shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in mature years of life. Did you like that? Okay, anyway, it says old age, it just says it right there. And they shall be fresh and flourishing. So, this, this verse it talks about uh, a palm tree and it talks about growing like a cedar. So, flourish 
and grow, these two terms are completely connected to your root system. Okay, so I want to put, I got a picture of a palm tree that we're going to put up here uh, because I want you all to kind of get a visual of these root systems. Now, a palm tree, when you look at the palms, uh, that's a lot of little bitty roots. But palm trees are actually designed to thrive in places where a lot of other plants couldn't thrive. They're designed to, to live and to exist and to, and to reproduce in very, typically, very dry places. And so their root system, they have lots and lots of teeny tiny little roots that don't really go super deep and they don't spread out super wide, but they're made to absorb the moisture around it so that they can thrive. Now, the other one that it talks about is the cedar. And, uh, and it talks about the cedar in Lebanon because uh, the, the passage here, that's where that's, people would understand that because the, in, the, in that part of the world, Lebanon was known at that time for the cedar trees that would grow there. They were high quality. It was like if you, were, if you were wealthy, you were getting wood from Lebanon cedars to build houses and stuff like that. And, uh, and so they were huge. They were strong. The wood was very strong. And so here's, here's, that's just a picture of one. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful tree. We should all go hug that tree. It's just so... So big, might take a couple of us. And so it's also, this is also related though to the, to the big redwoods, the sequoias, like they're, they're related. And so we can, maybe we can have a better visual of that if you've driven over to California and seen these amazing forests and these trees that are just like absolutely incredible. And they, it, what's crazy though is that their root system for how, like they can grow as much as 350 feet in the air, that's kind of crazy. But their root system goes down about 14 feet in the ground. So which, 14 feet, that sounds like a lot, but when there's 350 feet above, you wonder how in the world does only 14 feet of a root system help those trees to be strong when the storms come and the winds blow and how come that doesn't just rip them up? And, and yeah, sometimes it does, but here's one of the cool things about the root system of a cedar is that they actually spread out more than they go down deep. It's both, there's kind of a both and thing, but here's what makes them strong when they spread out. They actually begin to intertwine with the root system of the other trees that they're doing life with. And so when, when one tree is getting blown, they're also hanging on to a tree that's right next to it, and they're helping each other stay strong and stay sturdy. And, and as the soil begins to move, it actually stirs up stuff under the ground that opens up. I'm, I'm really not normally this smart about this stuff. I just read a lot so I could be prepared for you today. And the more it stirs up the soil around it, the more it opens it up to receive the nutrients. So you've got the strength of the ones that are next to you and the strength that you are pulling from your roots that go down deep. And so that's why when we read this passage and the, the author that wrote this in Psalm 92 points out this, this beautiful visual image of, 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 a, of two different types of trees with very specific root systems, but it talks about how being planted will allow you to thrive in your life. Now, here's something that we can all probably visually wrap our minds around as well, because what happens to a plant that is not planted? Let's throw this one up. Um, I think we're familiar with what this, this image is. Uh, have anyone seen a tumbleweed before? Do we have the tumbleweed? There we go. Look at that poor soul. That's a lot. That looks like a La Posada sometimes when you're driving out there after a windstorm. Tumbleweed, look at that. I don't know whose house that is. I just found that on the internet, but I was like, I can relate to that. I've seen see a few of those, you know, you're driving, mind your own business, and, you know, a big tumbleweed comes, gets caught up under your car. But this is the result of having a root system that is so shallow 
so shallow that it doesn't even have the strength to take root so it can thrive and survive. And so literally, just the littlest little storm, the littlest wind will uproot this plant from where it is and it instantly dries out. And you know what's funny is it, it kind of paints almost a, a picture of kind of being alive because it's mobile. That kind of makes me think that just because we can move around doesn't mean that we are healthy. Just because we can have movement, it just these things go wherever the wind blows them. And so I don't know if they had tumbleweeds in that part of the world at that time. They didn't talk about it. They just talked about what is planted. And so there's something so powerful when it comes to your spiritual growth, your relational growth, my spiritual growth, and, and my relational growth, this whole principle of being planted. And, and so specifically in Psalm 92, it's not just being planted. It's being planted in the house of the Lord, being planted in the church, being planted in the community of God. And, uh, and, and I know there are, there, are, there are so many elements that come along with this. We'll break it down a little bit as we get into it. But a flourishing Jesus follower will cultivate deep and wide roots where they are planted. Now check this out. Your health is found in your depth. That's where your health comes from. Your strength is found in your community. Your strength is found in roots that go wide, that intertwine with the people next to you. Uh, there are, and, and we've, we've been around now for, if you're new, we're, we're still kind of a baby church. We're only like seven and a half months old and uh, relatively new. God's good, he's doing great stuff. Amazing people. So there are some people that have been here from, from the beginning, and they've cultivated relationships with other people that, had we not done this, probably never would have even met in this entire lifetime. And so if, you are, if you're new, whether first time or you've been here just for a few months or so, you need to realize that there are people that God has placed in this house who are planting roots here, that the reason why they are here is because God placed them here because they are someone that you need to link roots with. They're here because they're going to give you strength. And it's possible you may not have even met them yet. Maybe you'll meet them in one of our, one of our crews. That's our small groups. We're only a couple of weeks away from Cruise Sunday, getting ready for our summer cruise semester. And, and I love that because Sunday's fantastic. This is where we get pumped up for the week. We meet people. We, we learn how to love Jesus. We grow spiritually. We encounter the love of God. But then during the week, it's great to get together in small groups so that you can build some more intimate friendships and relationships. And we need that. It's kind of that both-and aspect of what the church was supposed to be. It was never just supposed to be a mass gathering and it was never just supposed to be a few people getting together. The mission is too great and too important to think that only a small group of us being comfortable in where we are, that's just what we're meant to do. No, God says there's something so much bigger that I want you to be a part of. And the house of God, the church of God, both local churches and all the churches that also call on the name of God, we're, we're all on the same team, but it's so important to realize in, in a culture and in a world where commitment is, is being pushed to the side, if you've noticed even in, even in recent history, you, see, you even see the impact in cell phone commercials. Because now one of the biggest selling points in some of these things is, hey, no commitment, no contract. You, you can come and go whenever you want, but we'll give you a free phone <laughs> and horrible service. Anyway, no. But that, that's just one example, but that's all over our culture. 
People want to date without commitment. They want relationships without having to really be planted in that relationship. We, we, we want a job that suits our needs, and the moment that the job becomes difficult, then we want to uproot and go find another job. And what you don't realize is if you would just plan yourself in that job and allow the Lord to change your attitude, there's, there's 401K available. There's financial stability available. There's more relationships there that are available. You actually could be a light in that atmosphere instead of saying, well, this is all about me, and this is hard, and so I'm going to move now. Because here's the thing, this is what makes life difficult. Y'all ready for this? People. <laughs> can, I get, can I get an amen on, on that one? Now here's the deal. As far as I've figured out yet, I know some people are trying to get on a solo mission to Mars, and good, okay. You're not going to be able to escape people. As much as we may want to at times. And, and I, have, I, have, uh, I have encountered so many individuals that have had, that's been a little bit of their experience, even in the church world, is that, because here's the deal, just because we call it a church doesn't mean that all of our imperfections get checked at the door. We, we are who we are, right? And uh, somebody told me one time, everywhere you go, there, there you are. I was like, I'm gonna write that down, that's, that's wisdom, that's good. Somebody told me, man, and if I'm stepping on anybody's toes this morning, I'll, I'll back off, because I don't wanna step on them on purpose, I'm, I'll give you a hug later. But something that has to change in our church world is this mindset that says, I'm here as long as it's suiting my needs, but the moment that things become complicated or a relationship gets difficult or, or something begins to rub me away that I don't like, I'm piecing out because I know there's one down the street and I'll, I'll go check them out and I'll, I'll lean in a little bit, but as soon as that happens, and so I've, I've talked to so many people, and honestly, I've had my own experiences like this too, where, where, I've, been, where I've been tempted to be like, you know what, this isn't worth it, I'm out where God's like, the relationship, the potential of the relationships is so much more uh, valuable than us piecing out to try to get to somewhere else where it may make us feel more comfortable for a period of time. But here's the thing is that uh, the Bible tells us in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I think it's verse 18, he's talking about the body of Christ. He's talking about the local church and also kind of the, the universal church. And he says, that, listen, it is God who places people in the body as he sees fit. I know we're Americans. I know we love our freedom. I love, we, we, know, we love our free speech. We love our Bill of Rights. We love our things. And we love the ability to be like, well, it's my choice. It's my decision. I'm, I, I get to, you know, we, we, we think that Christianity, we think the kingdom of God is a democracy. It's not. And, and it's, a, it's a theocracy. We have a king. <laughs> and he's not waiting for our permission to lead, you know, but he's leading with love and grace. That's why we can trust him and come behind and follow him. But, but here's the beautiful thing is that, is that you're always gonna, as long as there are people around you, there will always be the opportunity for hurt. There will always be the opportunity for offense. There will always be the opportunity for, for, for things to kind of rub when broken people come together with other broken people. And so where we have to challenge ourselves is, am I in a place where if I do allow my roots to go down, that I can flourish? And I'll tell you, that's one thing that my wife and I, when it comes to pastoring this church, that is the, the biggest thing that we carry on our shoulders and carry before the Lord in prayer is, God, will you help us to lead in a way that continues to make this environment a place where people can flourish? Because it, it really, if, you know, we, we can say all day, you need to be planted in the church, you need to flourish in the church, you need to put roots down in the church, but if, if the soil where you are trying to put your roots down is unhealthy and toxic, it's going to put that into your root system. But if the place where you are is a place that is healthy, and I'm, I'm not ever going to say that this is the perfect church, the moment I showed up, I feel like that went, it just went right out the door. 
just went right out the door. But here's the thing that, that my wife and I are committed to is that we are committed to be pastors and leaders that will always continue to take things following where Jesus is going. And some days I feel like we're going to hit grand slams. Some days might be a swing and a miss, but it's always going to be a swing. It's always going to be an opportunity. And so we want to do our best to create an environment where God has freedom, to create a place where people can grow at every single stage. Whether, you, whether you're in this room and you're not even a believer yet, if you're listening to this podcast and you're just checking stuff out and you're like, I don't even know if I believe all this Jesus stuff yet or not, that's okay. This is a safe place to be because this isn't for the, this isn't for the religious elite. This isn't, this isn't just for the Bible scholars. This isn't for the people that have got it all figured out, which if you think you do, you don't. I'm just gonna throw, throw that out there. It's a freebie. This is for all of us to come together where we are, as we are, even we, we sung about it today. God loves you enough not to leave you here. He'll accept you 100% as you are. But a lot of times we like to not finish that statement. God, you know, people start pressing. The Holy Spirit's trying to push you to grow. You know, it's, it's, you're never going to just stay a seed. As a matter of fact, if you're not growing scientifically, you're actually dying. Whether you're a plant or whether you're a person. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean physically growing. I don't want to get taller. It's already hard to buy jeans. I don't need to do that. But I know on the inside, I need, my, I need to learn how to eat more healthy so that my, 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 the stuff that keeps me going, hopefully for many years to come, will grow. So that I can, I can go to the gym and I can work out so that I can hopefully, instead of growing out, I grow in a different way, if, if you know what I'm talking about. Or, you know, or, but spiritually, I need to always continue to grow. And so you do that by, again, having a teachable heart, which is a, a fertile soil and cultivating your environment. It's, it's your responsibility. So, you know, myself and whoever we have to come in here and, and speak to you, it's always gonna be someone who we know knows how to cook a decent meal so that we can feed you something that's gonna help you to grow. And which, if you think about that, trying to feed something that everybody's gonna like the taste of, it can be a little bit challenging because we have three kids, we can't even do that. We're like, hey, we did hot dogs. I didn't want hot dogs. I love hot dogs. I'm not sure about hot dogs. We are for real. So when we cook five meals, no, you're gonna, parents, are you with me? You're gonna eat what I made because you don't have a job, you don't cook, you don't do anything. <laughs> Let it be on the record, that was the biggest response we've gotten so far today, okay. No, my kids are great, they actually, they actually do a lot, and it's because we pay them to do it, okay. But here, here's the deal, though, we can, we can, we can make growth religious. We can make growth something where it's our efforts, our, it's our responsibility, but it's not our strength, okay? It, it's, our, it's our effort to come alongside with what God is doing, but you can't make yourself grow. You can put yourself in the environment to grow. You can cultivate your heart, make sure that you're not letting unforgiveness in your heart, bitterness in your heart, broken, you know, offense to, to creep up inside of you. But here's the thing. The moment that we make spiritual growth about religion and doing a task, and I, I prayed for 60 seconds today, I read the Bible, how come I don't feel better? How come I'm not growing? How come more people don't like me? Uh, I, 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 you know, the preacher even said, if you give, God will bless you. I gave, and then I got a flat tire the next week. So that's not working either. So, you know, we, we begin to make it this list of do's and don'ts, and it's the same messed up mentality when we try to make salvation about what we do when we don't do. If I do this and check these boxes, then, then I'm good enough to get into heaven. God says, no, you're not. Uh, but if I'm a good person, I help old ladies across the street, and I, I volunteer, and I, I give money to people that are struggling on the street corner, and, and 
then, then that'll be good enough and God will accept me. No, it's not good enough because your best day and your best efforts are disgusting in the sight of God. We're like, then what chance do I have? The grace of God. It's the grace of God that says, that was a great try. Or maybe it wasn't a great try and God says, oh, I still love you. Yeah, but what about now? No, I still love you. There's absolutely nothing that you can do to get away from the love of God. He's going to love you forever. He's going to love you until the end. But he still wants you to turn and come to him and choose him. And he wants a relationship with you. God's never going to force himself on you. But he's going to provide millions of chances and opportunities for you to recognize his grace. Recognize his goodness. I don't know what I was talking about. Okay. All right, I'll pick up here. You can only flourish where you are planted. And you can only be planted where you are committed. Roots, roots, as roots get deeper and deeper, it really does build this pretty substantial sense of commitment. Now, when, when you do see it, we've all seen trees that didn't make it through a storm, right? Rips up. I remember one time we, uh, when Kara and I were living in Virginia years ago when this hurricane came through. And, and uh, the house that we were in is actually our first home at the time. We were young, newlyweds practically. And, uh, and there were giant, like where we come from is oak trees everywhere, just giant oak trees. And they were, boom, they were just falling all over the place. And so we'd go outside in these massive, strong trees that, you know, if it fell on you, it was a situation. And you see these, these giant root systems being ripped out. And so, you know, you got to know, like for the tree to get that big, that's commitment. And for the roots to go down that deep and to create that big of an impression, there's commitment to being rooted. And it's something that as, you know, as a plant, I talked about this last week, when you're a plant, you're subject to the environment where you're planted. You know, you're not like having a conversation with the farmer, ah, no, a little to the left. Actually, that field over there looks a lot better. Can you take me over here? No, it doesn't work like that. But for us, you know, we, we're, you know the analogy breaks down somewhere. We're people. We have choices. We have the opportunity to, to come and to go and to whatever. So when it comes to saying, you know what, I'm committed to being what God has created me to be. I'm committed to being a man, to being a woman who is going to dedicate myself out of passion to becoming and unlocking the purpose that God placed inside of me. There's going to take commitment that is going to challenge every fiber of your being. Because in the church world, the moment that you begin to get comfortable is the moment that I believe the enemy will try to bring somebody your way that just might rub you the wrong way. We, we set up and tear down every single week, so it may not be as much of a situation, but the moment where you've been coming for months and months and in the future years and years, and you've been sitting in the same seat every single year, every single day, every week, and you're, you're faithful, you serve, you give, you do all these things, and one week you show up, that's somebody, somebody sitting in my seat. Hi. I'm joking because I've actually seen this. Okay, full, full confession. My grandmother, she's with the Lord, loves Jesus. But she was, one time, she she. It was her name, was, she was known as Mama Kay, Mary Kid, Mama Kay. And she was just kind of like that matriarch in the church and there forever. And she was actually responsible for my parents getting saved and coming into this church. And I was born into this church. She had a chair. She had a chair. And, uh, and one day she came in, and God bless the culture that we didn't understand at the time in the church. But there was a, a new individual, any of our guests with us today, there was a guest that unfortunately sat in Mama Kay's chair. And, uh, and my grandma loved Jesus and loved people, but she, was a little, she got a little brash and she got a little, little more uh, unfiltered, a little more confident. I don't know what it was. And she just came up to this person, tapped him on the shoulder and said, excuse me, that's my chair. <laughs> I don't think that person stayed. Uh, that wasn't part of the guest experience situation. 
But there will be moments where, as you are committing yourself, and you know what, this is it, I'm leaning into this, this is where God's called me, I'm so excited. Usually just in those moments is where an opportunity is going to pop up to where somebody talked to me today and I just didn't appreciate the way they talked to me. Or somebody's sitting in my chair. Or you know what, I've been, I've been serving on this team for weeks and weeks and months and months and this brand new team member is going to come and they're doing what I normally do. hugging you right now, just giving you a hug. But we got to keep it real because being planted is dirty business. Being planted is not clean. Being planted is not easy, but being planted produces fruit. So we can either be like, well, you know, what about, you know, you go to, you buy a plant and sometimes you have to plant it and uproot it and move it. Yeah, sometimes Sometimes that does work. Again, analogies are not 100% effective all the way across the board. But we need to understand God's heart, God's intention, and we need to be ready for it. Um, let's go, Josh, go ahead and let's have you come up and hop on the keys. I'm going to wrap this up here. Number two, this is it right here. A planted Jesus follower will contribute to the atmosphere of the church. Uh, another time, another place, I'm going to do a series on consumer Christianity. Um, it's huge in America. It's, uh, we, like, when you go through Engage, you know, most churches have membership. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. The word member is actually in the Bible. But we don't actually use that word here when we talk about becoming a part of Convo Church, not because it's wrong, but because for me, when I hear the word membership, I think of now I'm in a country club, now I have rights, now I have privileges. Because for us, I'm just going to tell you straight up, before we even get to Engage today, if you've been here for a couple of weeks, we're going to need your seat. If you've been here for a little while, we're going to need you to pick up a Dream Team lanyard. If you've been here for a little bit, we're going to need you to, to consider being a part of a team that gets up a lot earlier than anybody else and comes and helps to create an atmosphere so that people who are going to come in new like you came in will have an opportunity to come in and be like, wow, this must be like this all the time. Wow, they, they've, got stuff taken, they've got stuff put together. It's looking pretty good. I feel comfortable. I feel welcomed. I feel accepted. I feel loved. We work hard and Dream Team members work hard to create that environment so that we literally can kind of roll out the red carpet for you to go and see Jesus. And so we're not going to be a church that is, that is really, really comfortable for people to come and just not do anything for long periods of time. Uh, and if that's you, don't leave yet. Just wait until we're over and then you can sneak out. <laughs> But we, but, and I hope you can hear my heart behind that because we want to be a church that grows. Numerically, we want to be a church that grows in our ability to impact and reach people in our city and beyond. We want to be a church where you may come in one way, but you encounter something that changes your life and you leave a different way. We want to be a church that you come in and maybe you had the greatest fight of all history in your car on the way to church, but on the way home from church, there's a new feeling in your car. Your kids were driving you nuts last night, but today you love them to death. Why? Because we believe that if we can create an atmosphere and contribute to an atmosphere of faith so that you can come into this room as jacked up, messed up, broken, and hurting as you want to be, you will encounter the grace and the love of God in a way that will slowly but surely begin to transform who you are. Until you begin to produce, then all of a sudden, you know, you see the seed, and the seed begins to kind of crack through the soil. And all of a sudden, these little tender, these tender little shoots and leaves begin to pop up. And, and eventually, that thing begins to grow and, the, and begins to get strong. And over the years, listen, trees don't grow overnight. 
I know, I know in America we love to go into our fast food and we love to pop in the microwave and we love to have instant gratification. We love to have sex before we have the commitment. We love to have all the things that feel good before putting the time into it to make it good. I know that that's our culture and our nation, but something has to change inside of us because you will become a cedar. You will become a palm tree. You will produce fruit. You will be used by God to change and impact lives. But it's going to take time. It's going to take time. There's no, there's, there's no real miracle grow when it comes to spiritual growth. But as I said before, the, 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 the growth and the, the speed and the pace in which you grow will be completely connected to your commitment to being planted. Yeah, the Jesus follower, a planted Jesus follower will contribute to the atmosphere of the church. Here's the last thought. Um, Everyone's gonna wanna go hug a tree after this one. This is fantastic, I love it. We as humans cannot exist without plants, without trees. Here's why, you you all know why, but I'm gonna say it anyway. (laughs) Because plants, trees, they produce what you and I need to breathe. A tree never exists in and of itself. A tree doesn't exist to thrive itself. A tree exists to contribute to the atmosphere so that those around it, whether it be other trees or whether it be us or whether it be other oxygen-breathing mammals and animals, is so that we can thrive also. As a matter of fact, um, you know, you know that humans, we exhale carbon dioxide. We inhale oxygen. I love the way that God created planted things. He created them to inhale carbon dioxide and to exhale oxygen. When you are, listen to this, when you allow yourself to be committed, to be planted where God is placing you, and I will say a lot of times God does place you in a place where immediately like it just feels good, but there are times where God plants you somewhere where you're like, this is gonna take a little work. This is gonna take a little patience. That's okay. Those that are planted will suck the toxins out of the atmosphere and will exhale what's gonna bring you life. There are people that are here already that they've been praying for you and and they don't know you yet. They've been practicing all week to to play music to lead you into the presence of God. They've, They've been preparing during the week so that as you took your kids to Convo Kids, they wouldn't just be hiding behind a table and throwing animal crackers at them waiting for the preacher to be done but they've been praying and they've been preparing and they've been ready to give something so that even your children are able to eat a spiritual meal that will cause them to grow. The more you plant yourself, you will contribute to the atmosphere through your attitude. You will contribute to the atmosphere through relationship. You will contribute to the atmosphere through your giving. You will contribute to the atmosphere through how you serve. And you know what, as you do that with that grateful heart, just realize, I mean, I'm just, I'm just glad to be here. I'm just glad that I'm not where I was. I, you know, you don't know me. You don't know my story, but I, I shouldn't be here. You know, you never know. And just realizing that, that I, I'm, because I'm planted, I'm able to be planted because of the grace of God. And because of the grace of God, now I can thrive. And, and so there's people, we, and we, we do it this way on purpose. Convo Church is built for broken people to come in and find hope. We're not built for religious people to come in. You're going you're gonna to really not like it here over a period of time. 
But my prayer is that even if that is you, that God's gonna use the time here to break something off of you and to soften your heart and prepare you to be like, hey, you think you've seen things, you think you've arrived, you think you've experienced things in the Lord, but you haven't seen anything yet. God is just getting started. Planted things contribute to the environment around them. They inhale the toxins from people that come in broken, and they exhale oxygen. They breathe faith, they breathe life, they breathe hope. And you know why planted things do that? Because God taught them how to do that. You know how God taught them how to do that? Jesus did it himself. And he proved to us that it was possible to love broken people in a broken world, to not pick up offense. You know what's interesting is that offenses are only things that you choose to grab hold of. That's a, you know, maybe another message another time. You actually can't be offended. You have to take an offense. That's a different time. Let that sink in. But if we, if we choose to be planted, we're going to have nutrients coming in all the time. We're going to get locked in, arm in arm with the people next to us, knowing that, hey, when I'm having a bad day, I'm going to make it. We got my main man, Dan Ozuna, sitting in the fourth row to the left, who just a little while back, stay seated. It's, you know, I know, I know it doesn't feel this way for you, Dan, but it seems like it was just a couple of weeks ago that he went in for, for triple bypass surgery, and they're like, no, let's do one more. Let's make it quadruple, just for a good even number. And, uh, and, and, he, and God, was, God, God was there, and God's strengthening him, and, and he's, he may not feel like it, but he's ahead of schedule. And, uh, and God's doing a great work, but, it's, but even people like Dan and Lisa, they are, they are the kind of people, and we have so many other team members like this, that when they show up and when they open their mouth, that oxygen comes out. They contribute to the atmosphere of faith. They contribute to the atmosphere of love. I could go on and on with our dream team and just list off people that are contributing to an atmosphere that you get to enjoy today. I wanna pray for you real quick. Can you bow your heads and close your eyes? The greatest opportunity that you have to step into this realm. So here's the cool thing about being planted is that you you can plant yourself in a church and not even necessarily know if this is all the things that you believe. I don't, I don't know how it works in the, with the plant in this concept. I don't know if there's a comprehension of the type of plant that they are when they go into the ground. Sometimes God will help you discover who you are and what you're meant to be, not right up front, but through the process of growth. But I want you to know that this is gonna be a safe place no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you look like, no matter how much money you have in the bank, no matter what you did last night, no matter what you're planning on doing tomorrow, you need to know that this is a place where the love of God is gonna grab hold of you and love you and accept you, but not leave you here. Father, I pray for every person in this room, Lord. Growth is not something that is just for those that feel like they need it, God. You created all of us for growth. You created every single one of us to grow past where we are now and, and to continue to reach for you. And even like those plants that, that they, they just seem to, when the sun is out, they seem to move and follow the light. God, I pray that, that would, there would be a hunger and a passion inside of us. Father, that we would not be so caught up in our stubborn ways that we would think that we've got it figured out and we don't need help and we can do it on our own and we don't need anybody else. But God, we would humble ourselves, that we would repent of our ways of turning against you and that we would face you and follow you and humble ourselves before you and accept your love. We know that you're not gonna beat us up. You're just trying to point us in the direction uh, for which you created us. 
And God, I pray today for every single one of us, Lord, there would be a hunger that would rise up inside of us, Lord, a hunger that would help us to take our next step no matter what it is, God, whether we've been following you for years, Lord, or whether we're today wondering if we should start a relationship with you. Give us the passion we need. Give us the hunger that we need. Help us to be pointed in the right direction, but God, help us to grow. Thanks again for listening to the Convo Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message, do us a favor. Subscribe to this podcast, rate and review us on iTunes, and share our podcast with your family, friends, and team members. If you live in the Reno area, come and be a part of Convo Church. Check us out on ConvoChurch.com and follow us on social media at Convo Church. We'll see you next time here on the Convo Church Podcast.